Viewer discretion is advised for this love theme podcast. The content may contain discussions and sensitive topics related to relationships, dating, and love. Some content may not be suitable for all listeners, especially those uncomfortable with open and vulnerable conversations. We encourage our listeners to practice self-care and to reach out to a trusted friend or professional if they need support. You have no friends, you have me. Welcome to the Lost Lover Boy Podcast. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Lost Lover Boy Podcast. It is my honor to be here with you again. I truly appreciate all the returning faces, returning years, returning everybody who just returned to a phone, to a computer, to a television. I've seen, you know, um, a bunch of different variations of how people are checking it out, and I am honored. I just want to start there. For everybody who's new here, welcome to the Lover's House, where we attempt to make being a hopeless romantic have a safe space where we attempt to make those who are born just the same way I am um, with this condition, as people call it. Um, we attempt to provide homes, you know what I'm saying? So welcome, come one, come all. If you haven't seen the first episode, I go over what a lost lover boy is, what it actually means. Everybody believes it has this negative connotation, oh, why lost? That's because, you know, in this world of, Dating, you know, this pool can be kind of shitty. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's about basically navigating and finding yourself while being a hopeless romantic through that and trying to remain in that mindset. In the second episode, I went over what I envisioned a proposal to the future Mrs. Wiley to be like. Uh, super over the top, super grand, but that's just who I am as a person if you know me. You know what I'm saying? Um, episode three, I dove into mental health. Um, spoke on my own depression, my own story, um, what that was like for me. Tried to give a few encouraging words for others who may be going something, going through something. Um, and now we're here. With this episode, I kind of wanted to do it a little differently. I figured, you know what I'm saying, since I gained so much engagement and so much love in the comment section and so many likes and all of these things, I figured we could use this little free space right here, right? And with this free space, I was thinking, we pop up a few questions that people have asked that a lot of people may, you know, want the answer to. Now, there's little questions I'm just going to answer. Like, somebody asked me, was I single? Yes, I'm single. Um... I think that's the whole, like, everybody's, like, mind-blown idea as to, like, why is this nigga single if you know so much about it? But, you know, I believe in um, God's plan, you know. If you heard the original episode, you know that I don't know what God got going on for me. I don't know what's written in the cards until, you know what I'm saying, them cards unfold, and he's ready for those to unfold in my life. So I stopped thinking I could, you know, I'm not God's helper. I'm just... I'm just the one God lives through. So um, other other questions people ask me, June 23rd, I'm with cancer. I'm 27 years old. Um, do I date? Do I think age matters? Age is a concept, mama. So, like, if you're 20, as long as you're legal for me, if you're 21 to 99, fuck, let me shout it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I like them. I like them that can pop the teeth out. You know what I'm saying? I be, I be telling them, but they don't, they don't hear me though. Now, um, let me get off people, grandmas, for real. Uh, but I think age is a concept. As long as you were mature enough to, you know, handle a relationship, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. We, we in it. We locked in. If we locked in, ain't no switching up. You feel me? Um, but 
What other questions people often ask me? Would I date long distance? Yes, I don't. Baby, if we can make it work, let's make it work. You understand what I'm saying? Let's meet in a different city. Let's meet in your city. Let's meet in my city. Wherever we got to meet at to make it work. And you know, I think long distance relationship actually builds anticipation. Like, you'll be overly excited to see a person when you haven't in so long. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's another simple question I get. What other simple questions do I get? Would I date people with children? I think it's absurd to have a child and not be willing to accept a child from someone else. Like, I think that's crazy. Um, I also seen somebody ask a question that was like, um, do you think men who date women with children are settling? Absolutely not. I think a woman that's dating a man with no children, and she has children, but he's not ready to live in that manhood or be himself or, you know what I'm saying, Give his all to that relationship. I think she's settling. God damn it. So, you know, um, never feel like that. Um, I think that's a value thing. And once you learn that, like, your value, kids don't drop your value. Fuck what people talking about. There's people who say I wouldn't date people with kids, but that's their loss. Like, that's not your loss. You understand what I'm saying? But we're going to actually get into the 15 questions that I selected. Those are just a few that were sitting on the top of my brain. Um... If we're going to dive into the 15, let's dive into the 15. You understand what I'm saying? I actually got them, and they'll be right here. So let's get into the first question. The first question is asked by, as told by Stephanie? Stephanie. 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 I've never seen that R in that placement. Very unique name, Stephanie. But um, what are the most important attributes you are looking for in a potential mate? I tell everybody, in order to be good for me, just be good to yourself. Just be soft. You got to be ready to live in your soft girl era when I come along. Because I'm not looking to ruffle your feathers and make you harder than you need to be. I'm not the man in your past that trauma you to, you know, be this way. I'm just here to help you let your guard down. And any woman that... I'm interested in, I would love for her to be ready to be soft. Like, I date real intentionally, so like, baby, if you're not ready to, if you ain't working towards being ready to be a wife, it kind of, we kind of fucking it up already. You know what I'm saying? Um, because I'm really, I'm ready to be whatever you need me to be. I'm ready to be that chameleon. But the, I just asked for a woman being a chameleon for me, let, allow your soft girl to be your natural state, and then you change into whatever you choose to change into. You understand what I'm saying? Great question, though. Sorry, I'm really bad with names, especially like IG names, because people like twerk it a little bit, but I'm gonna say that's Stephanie. And uh, great question. Next question, we're gonna roll right into it. Is asked by Rude Girl Nate, underscore Rude Girl Nate, by the way. Um, what is your dream date? I've always dreamed of two dates, and I've never had either one. So, the first date, I really want to go to Disney World. I'm really big on Disney World for those who know me. Um, I want to go to like Epcot and do the around the world drinking. Then I want to go to Magic Kingdom and you know what I'm saying? I just want to I just want to be young with somebody, if that makes sense. I want to experience somebody in that in that state, you know what I'm saying? Cuz that's kind of where these princess and Disney and wife mindsets were shaped, you know what I'm saying? So like I think that day to be fire, you know what I'm saying? We leave the park, we like tipsy, we go to the hotel room, we, 
You know what I'm saying? We ain't we ain't weak weak up weak up pray. <laughs> no, but um, you know, that's that's open for int- interpretation what you do after. But the actual initial date would be Disney World. Like I, I think that'll be the dopest thing in the world. Um we got all the match t shirts on and shit. But um the other date I've always dreamed of is a cabin in the wintertime and we on top of this mountain and we get to snowboard and you know what I'm saying? We get to wear our like matching snowsuits. I think that's dope as fuck. And um I would really be looking to do that with, you know, my person going forward. Um so wherever you at, mama, you ain't gotta know how to snowboard. I don't know how to snowboard. And I would never ask you to try anything I wasn't willing to try. Um but if you could please try it out for me one time. Fuck with me, man, you know. Hey, I'd appreciate it, mama. Thank you. Um, next question. I am perfectly imperfect. Oh, so it's just perfectly imperfect. There's like brackets around it, so I thought it was not. But um, why do you think you choose to be a lover even though you were hurt so many times? Um, honestly, I feel like it's who I am. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's the core of my identity. And if I, I if I walk away from that because it wasn't going right for me or it wasn't, I feel like that's giving up on, like, the purpose of life. You know what I'm saying? If you have a dream and your whole life is hell-bent on seeing this dream come into fruition, I'm not settling with being a, you know, a grocery store clerk if that's not my dream. If working at McDonald's is not my dream, I can't settle there. So for love, for me, love is a dream as well. You know what I'm saying? And I'm pursuing that just as actively as I as I am pursuing what I want to do for the rest of my life. So for me to walk away from that would, would be a disservice to myself, a lie to myself. And it's also the idea that love is in everything I do. And with that being the case, if I got to walk away from it in this aspect, I got to walk away from it. In all aspects. You understand what I'm saying? And I've learned to disconnect what's happened to me from... I don't hold it on everybody. It's not everybody's problem. It was not everybody who brought this problem on me. So, you know, um, it's a lot of different factors. But at the end of the day, it's part of my core character. You know what I'm saying? I can't take that out of my body. I can't tell my heart what to do. And my heart says you're a lover through and through. So... I'm a lover through and through. You feel me? It's it's that simple. I say you feel me a lot, don't I? But that's because I hope you feel me. You know what I'm saying? Next question is about wealthy goddess, 8,888. Now, I know you probably don't pronounce it 8,888, but I'm going to say 8,888. I just like it. Got a little. You probably say 8888. Call 86. No. Um, back to our regular schedule program. She says, what is the characteristic you have that is always a hurdle for a relationship? I feel like I've uttered this a little bit, um, but I'm real self-reflective. And with me being self-reflective, I'm reflective of the world. And I have this like ability to see things past a human level well on on a human level and a little under a human level meaning like to me one action committed by a ton of people is the same action it's not different because i love you it's not different because you're cute it's not different because you got money it's it's the same thing greed is the same in every regard selfishness is the same in every regard and i have this ability to 
help people see themselves. And sometimes if you're not ready to see yourself, then you don't want that. You don't want to feel that. You don't want to see that. It's really hard for you to open up and accept what this person may be referring to you in you, um, referring to in you that may be something you weren't ready to change. And that's, I got to realize, you know, um, everybody may not be ready for that same self-reflection journey I've went through or in my own currently. Um, another thing I could give you is that I used to have this bad habit of having expectations of people in my mind only. And I used to be like, if she don't do this, she don't love me for real. Like if I, if I lay this opportunity to feel this need and she don't do this, she don't love me. Um, I used to do that really badly. Um, but it's not true. You know, I tell everybody, try to step away from expectations as much as possible. Try to venture off and realize that what people do is not reflective of what they think of you. It's just what they do, you know. Um, but disconnect yourself from a person's actions and you'll live like expectation free. And with doing that allows you to keep stress off your shoulders because stress is a sickness which can wear on your body, which means it can fuck with your health, whether it's mental health or physical health. Don't be out here stressing because what someone didn't do. You don't know their situation. You don't know what they got going on. Yeah, my mom might not have texted you good morning this morning, but I might be having the worst morning I've ever had. I might be, you know, unfortunately, that's, that's a sad reality of the world. You never know. So before you, like, flip out on me or judge me or put me in this light that says I didn't want to, Understand, you know, life happens sometimes. I always hear people say if they wanted to, they would. That's not always true. Sometimes they can't. But you have to learn to remove expectations off someone else's shoulder. The only person in the world you can expect something from is yourself. If you're going to get up and do it, do it. That's an expectation you could put on yourself, but you can't put that on anybody else. Um, the next question comes from little underscore italic. Um... What is your love language and how would you cater to each specific love language? That's, that's, a, that's a pretty good question. Um, my love language, my f first initial love language, I'm going to say it's physical touch. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before you flip out and say that's every man's love language, no, I don't necessarily mean in a sex regard. See, sex is not going to win my heart. Um, but my love language, hold my hand, you know, I got a whole playlist called Feels Like a Head Rub for that reason. Touch me. Lay your hand on me. Put your hand on my thigh. When we sit next to each other, put your thigh over my thigh. You know what I'm saying? Just touch me. Make me feel, let me feel that warmth from your skin. Like, um, that's my thing, you know? It works for me. It gives me, like, this sense of, like, comfort. Maybe I didn't, you know, maybe as a child I wasn't, like, hugged enough. I don't know. But hug me. You feel what I'm saying? Let's cuddle. You know what I'm saying? I be big spoon. I be little spoon. I switch it up. We can, You know what I'm saying? Um, but how do I... How do I... Handle every other love language than other people? Um, I mean, I think they self-explanatory. For quality time, you got to be there. But what I don't think people understand is quality time is not just sitting around each other. Quality time is making the most of the moment. 
You know, baby, I only made, let's say if it's long distance, baby, I only got a weekend to see you, but this is going to be the best weekend in your life. You know, um, I only got 15 minutes to come bring you lunch between my lunch, but I'm coming. You know what I'm saying? Quality time is anything that makes the most of it. Let's see. Uh, physical touch. I think I kind of just touched on that one. Um, words of affirmation. I'm, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I'm, I'm pretty... I'm pretty good with the words, you know. Um, I'm pretty. I don't think I struggle in that regard, but I, I I can explain to someone one exactly how I feel about them verbatim, word from word, you know. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see if I should sprinkle this in that, like, for example. And I always often correlate things to music, like the last song I I, I heard that reminded me of like. My last relationship is this song called Walk Through Fire by Young Blue and Neo. And it goes like, um, I fell in love with you. That's why it's hard to say goodbye. You know, um, but the song is called Walk Through Fire. And I literally, you know, can attribute that to my last relationship because that's what it feels like I was doing. It feels like I was doing whatever I could to keep it together. And when I realized I couldn't, you know, that's why it was hard to say goodbye. But, um... So I can put words into love, like, unapologetically. I don't struggle in that regard whatsoever. Um, there's gift giving. I'm a grand gesture type of person. Obviously, you heard from the engagement. But I like to go big. I like to surprise. I always tell somebody, if you're going to give someone a gift, bring them low, then bring them high. Make them think that it's not that great, and then bring them high. Um, make them think you forgot, and then hit them with a gift. Um, you know, and... I believe I'm missing one. I got physical touch, quality time, words of affirmation, gift giving, and then oh, and then there's acts of service. So acts of service. Oh, I got that moment. Don't worry about it. I am a multifaceted man. I can hang your TV. I could I could wash up the kids. I could change the pampers. I can go grocery shopping, do the laundry. My mama all over the place. So if acts of service, just know. I'm finna act all over these services. You understand what I'm saying? I'm all over the place with it. Um, you know, that's that's really how you gotta be. You gotta be like a Swiss Army knife when it comes to who you love. The next question comes from Clementine, underscore Clementine, underscore. What was the hardest part of realizing you had to let go? Um, two things. The, the, the initial hardest part was realizing I was losing my family in the middle, middle of it. Um... I, I, the, the, the hardest part was like accepting that there's this person or this figure, however he came into the fold, who is now going to be introduced to my child. And it was a struggle because I had to realize that this is what I had to realize that nobody is ever going to come in between the love my child has for me. Nobody is going to change his perspective on the way he see his daddy. That's just life. That's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? So I can't, you know, get mad in that degree. I had to realize that though. It took a lot of self-reflection. And then the hard, the, the second hardest part was closing the door. The second hardest part was understanding that you can't keep your foot in a door and trying to feel better. You can't, you can't, it doesn't happen like that. You have to close the door and then you feel better. It's not, it's not a, I can stay here and sit in this fire and yeah, I'm going to heal. My skin's going to heal. It's not going to happen. 
you know, um, I had to see past the idea that, that maybe this ain't God's plan. Maybe this is just what God wanted me to learn and wanted me to know, but maybe this ain't it. And those were tremendous struggles I had to go through in terms of healing and feeling better and getting over that last relationship, you know? So it took a lot, you know? It took a lot of time, a lot of isolation, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of, you know, wiping my hands of the situation. The next question comes from Princess underscore Alicia. Hey, girl, I got your name right. What would you need from a woman to make her feel to make her your safe space. What would I need from her? Need a little bit of that physical touch. Girl, right, right here, kiss on her. There's these little things called fish kisses. Yeah, give me a few of those. My son do that from time to time. Um, what would I need from her? I would just need her to be herself, honestly. Um, I would just need her to know I'm trying. Consideration, like I told you. Just know I'm trying out here. I'm trying to be the best version of myself. Give me grace. I think that's grace. If y'all don't know what grace means, look it up. Um, give me the same grace you would give your child or your friend or yourself, you know, um, in saying that he's just a man. He's just a trying man out here in these streets. And um, grace can go a long way with me. And once I realize you care enough to give me grace, I think the door is open. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do a few things wrong. I'm not the perfect human being, contrary to what the world believes. I am a trying man, and I think that's the superpower. That's the beauty of it. So great question, though. The next one comes from flower underscore bomb underscore 30. Girl, you better be 30 while you're talking about 30. Um, how are you so certain that you are completely over your mother of your child? How am I certain? Um, it was because I contributed to God and... I don't anymore. Um, I was so certain of the relationship because I'm like, it's got to be fate. It's got to. This was written in the stars. There was no stars. I kind of drummed them damn stars up myself. I said, if I, if there, I looked outside broad daylight. Said, look at those stars. I looked out there broad daylight. Y'all ever seen that little meme when that girl was like, she's looking at a field full of like roosters or some shit, and she's like, look at all those chickens. And them bitches was not chickens. That was me. Um, I've learned to disconnect the idea of her from God. You know, I used to only see her when I looked at the end of the altar in my mind. And now I don't see her at all. And, you know, it's 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 a sad little love story or whatever. But um, it came from repeatedly getting my foot slammed in the fucking door to where I was just like, I'm going to move my foot. I'm going to close it. And I closed it. And once I was able to close it, I was completely able to, one, heal from it, two, disconnect her from any mistakes I feel like she made because she's an incredible mother and it wasn't all on her. You know what I'm saying? It was, we just wasn't it for each other. It was both of us. Um, but I, I'm able to view her as a person who was trying to go out there and find the best answers for herself. And that that's like that kind of keeps me, you know, that's how I'm certain. The next one comes from I'm underscore Bobby. Uh, she says, 
If your life were a movie, what scene would you watch again and again? Um, if my life was a movie. If life is a movie, then you're the best part. Oh, that's what came to my mind when you asked me that. But um, I would rewatch my son's birth. I would rewatch my child mother's pregnancy. I just think it was like a bliss in it. Like I tried to remove all stress, all worry, all um, problems, everything. Um, and I feel like I did a great job. I feel like if one was to ask her, she'd be like, absolutely. Um, but all the way up until my child was like, to the day he came, because my child almost did not make it here on this beautiful planet. He actually had like some breathing issues at birth. Super scary, by the way. Um, everybody was crying. My mom was crying. Her mom was crying. Um, my sister was crying. She was crying. I'm in the window like, God, listen, if I've never asked you for anything as your son, please don't do this to her. Please don't, you know, put her through this and have, you know, um, I even said in that Broken Prayer song, watching mother's heart get broken the moment her baby dies. That's where that emotion first stemmed from. That's what popped in my head when I garnered that thought for that song. I didn't want her heart to be broken in that regard. Um, but I would, from the pregnancy all the way up until she went into labor, I, I'd redo that again and again. And I'm sure, you know what I'm saying, to have more children, the the, the emotion is going to grow and it's going to be a different value I hold in it. Um but that was that was that was a big one for me. Uh but great question. Uh the next one comes from underscore Brittany Ray underscore. Um how would you describe marriage to someone who is completely oblivious to it? Marriage is a a vow. Marriage is a lifelong partnership. Marriage is a commitment you make to self and you make to that person you love that's standing there across from you. Um, marriage is an effort to try. I am going to try to be the best partner I can be for you, bar none, through sickness and health, through um, ups and downs, trials and tribulations. Marriage is a union of two people becoming one and saying within this lifetime that we live in, we're going to do everything necessary for us to be our best selves. Marriage is where families grow. Marriage is where um, traditions are started. Um, but I often heard somebody say recently, they was like, you know, dating should be hard. Dating is the hard part. Dating is where you put the questionnaires on the table and say, do I know you? Do I want to know you in this regard? That's dating. Um, and they also said that marriage is where you enjoy it. Marriage is the vacations. Marriage is the relaxation. Marriage is the soft part of it. And I think that was a beautiful way to put it. But for me, for somebody that was completely oblivious to it, I would tell them marriage is a teamwork that makes the dream work. You feel me? And I, I'm just out here looking for my partner, my team, Shaq and Kobe, this shit. You feel me? Uh, but the next question comes from Sarah Danielle Marshall. How would you define falling in love? Man, shit. Love is a zone. And love is a zone that... Love is the twilight zone, goddammit. I ain't never seen twilight zone, but um, don't slay me. Love is a zone that can... There's no time frame on it. There's no time. There's no 
space. There is no things. Love is just this zone that's going on around you. And you trying to figure out, like, where the fuck am I? Why am I falling? Like, what am am I falling towards? Where am I finna land? And in this zone, there's just you. And there's this person. And you can only see the beauty in this person. You can only see. So when shit get bad, you still look at the beautiful aspects of this person. That's why love can be so blinding. Because in this zone, all it holds on to is the beauty. And um, love is terrifying. You know, but to fall in love is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, If, you know, um, it's mutual. If it's healthy. If it's, you know, pushing forward. If it pushes the bill forward, love can be a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, So falling in love... It's that zone, man. It's a terrifying place, but it can be this zone of nothing and emptiness that just you sit in with this person and then y'all build this whole like life in it. Y'all go to the store and buy these IKEA couches and y'all, you know, hang these pictures on the wall and y'all have these moments and now you look up and you got a whole six bedroom house. With all your family in it and children in it, and she got your last name, and y'all sitting on the porch in this rocking chair, that little zone turned into everything you've ever envisioned. And that's the beauty of falling in love. That's how I would just define it, you know what I'm saying? Um, this next question comes from S3 Serenity underscore K, and I'm sure that says Serenity in itself um, underscore K. Um, what is a mechanism a mechanism you use to help your healing process a mechanism i use to help my healing process um i surrounded myself in family i'm really really or family oriented and i think for me my family's everything i always want them to have them around me um i will always aim to have them around me so you know but when my family was around, I practiced isolation. So I didn't go out on dates. I wasn't outside every weekend. I was indoors. I was learning myself. I was reading. I was writing. I was um, doing the necessary work. I also like ventured away from social media in a sense, which is ironic because it got bigger the more I ventured away from it. Um, but those are just a few things that work for me. You know, there's a billion other ways. I also hit the gym. Like, hitting the gym was incredible for me. Like, y'all, don't make me raise this shirt, because if I raise this shirt, y'all going to see a man. God damn, you're going to see a struggling man. But that struggling man built a body out of this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Um, so the gym was absolutely necessary for me. The next question is also from Serenity underscore K. Girl, you was on fire. Um, how do you go about completely detaching from someone you know isn't for you anymore? The first thing you got to do, the first thing you got to do is um, attach them to everything that they are. Attach them to why you believe they aren't bad for you. You got to detach the good. You you necessarily ain't even got to detach the good. Just learn to attach the bad. See, we'll sit in a situation and be like, this ain't them. This ain't them. I know this ain't them. I know they wouldn't do me like this. I know this ain't how it's meant to be. I know this, this. I know this, that. But it absolutely is who they are. 
And instead of attaching it to them, you love them so much, you leave it detached. But you attached all the good. They told you you was cute. Oh, you attached that quick. They told you they love you. You attached that with the swiftness. But you never attached the fact that they are beating you down emotionally. You never attached the fact that they are physically abusive or can be physically abusive. So my first thing to do is to tell you attach all of it. Attach it all. And every time that love comes up and you say, oh, they love me. Oh, but they was physically abusive. They can't love me if they was physically abusive. They can't love me if they was, they, they didn't care about my self-value. They didn't care about my worth. Um, so that's my number one thing to, to tell people in terms of attach everything. Because there's a reason you saying they not good for you. There's a fucking valid reason. And once you attach all those reasons, you can now begin to feel better. Um, about moving on, about walking away. Um, the next question comes from Miss Yo, um, Yo dot Geo, Geo. Um, told y'all I'm terrible with fucking names, so forgive me. Um, what is the most valuable lesson anyone has ever taught you? Um, the most valuable lesson that anyone has ever taught me. I got a few. I got two. The first one comes from my son. The number one valuable lesson my son has taught me is that unconditional love exists. Um, and it's not because he has it for me. It's because I have it for him. My son could, God forbid, my son could take my life one day, you know, um, and I'm still going to love him. My son could want to do harm to me. And I'm still going to love him. Um, that's unconditional. I love him for everything he's done for me up until this point. There's nothing more he needs to do for me. It's unconditional. I will do anything and everything for my son. Um, and that's an important lesson I've learned. Um... Another one I learned out of my last relationship. And that is the idea that I don't know what's written. Everything is not a sign of God. You know, everything is not God coming to you and telling you this. Stay in this because I'm giving you this little, you know, glimmer of hope. All of that is not God. Some of that is just like, you know. Actions and reactions. Um, so I don't know what God has for me. I don't know his plan. I don't know who my wife is. I don't know what her name is. I don't know what she, she looked like. I don't know what she smelled like. I don't know anything about her. All I know is um, until God deems me worthy or ready for that, hey, I'm just getting there. I'm preparing. I'm learning it. You know what I'm saying? But great question. Great question. Um it's actually the last question. This is number 15 right here. And it comes from underscore sweetest 46. You better be 46, girl. Um, will you ever tell Logan about the night we almost lost you? When he is older, of course. Whoo! That's a good question. The answer is yes. The answer is I'm going to tell my son... Everything I could possibly tell him to warn him 
to prevent him, to help him never reach that place. Um, Y'all know I don't walk around with like this ego on my shoulder, so I don't feel like what most men would. Oh, if I tell my son I'm going to look weak. No. To me, that's what music is for. That's why I wrote a song called Letter to My Best Friend. So when my son's my age, he could play it and be like, damn, my daddy had a love for me. Um, but that song, Broken Prayers, he's going to hear it one day. And he's going to ask me about it, and I'm a yes, sir. Let me, let me explain to you what happened on October 29th. You know what I'm saying? 2021. But I think there's no point in telling him if I'm not going to Show him the brighter side of it. If I'm not going to say, look what daddy did after that. You know what I'm saying? If I'm not going to say, look how happy daddy became after that. Um, there's no point in sharing it. Because it's only I would only share it to learn a lesson or to teach a lesson. So, you know, um, hey, this has been 15 Questions with Dimitri. I appreciate No, um, But... Thank you, everybody, who asked the question. Unfortunately, I couldn't get them all. I didn't want this to be three hours long, so forgive me. Um, but this has been episode four. I appreciate every single person for tuning in again and again. I get a lot of views. If we could turn those into subscriptions, I would greatly appreciate it. Just just subscribe, you know? Uh, subscribe to the channel so we can actually keep growing and keep it, you know, moving in the right direction. Um, I am about to open this up. So you're going to see more than just my face. You're going to see my parents. You're going to see some friends. You're going to see some single parents. You're going to see some people who's dating through trauma. You're going to see some, you know, a bunch of different faces with a bunch of different topics. Um, and we might move from like this setup. So on to the next. Um, be sure to stream my music if you have not heard it. More for less volume too. Um, I'm really excited for you to hear it, you know. It's real introspective. It's really my story. It's really who I am. I'm not just a rapper who throw words at a song. Um, just like I don't throw words at people. Very selective with what I put out there into the world and what I say. The videos are coming soon. I said if we could reach 3,000 subscribers, the videos are coming soon. Um, and I can't wait for you guys to see them. There's this one song called I've Got You. I was watching Inside Out with my, with my son and I basically wrote each characteristic of my wife and i labeled her as different women throughout the video but when it once it gets to the end the last words go honestly i feel like i'm loving this life you kind of get to know her well when you loving her right and then it does this like snowball effect where it shows each one of those women like revealed into the same woman um every video has like this beautiful concept i love filmmaking and storytelling and all those things um be sure to tune in clubhouse Every Monday at 7. Um, be sure to follow me on all social media platforms as Dimitri Wiley everywhere. Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, um, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. Find me. Go find me. Stream some music. Reach out. Connect with me. Uh, go buy some merch, man. Um, I'll be able to tag it very soon. Um, DimitriWiley.com. Click shop. Uh, or go to TikTok. It's on TikTok. Go buy some merch, man. We shipping it really, really soon. I'm super, super excited. Everybody going to have it like well before Christmas. Um, if you do buy it, be sure to send me a video of, you know, you rocking it. Let me, uh, you know what I'm saying? Put the tongue out. Do the do you. You know what I'm saying? Get in your bag. And uh, I'm, I plan on making like a a little, you know, collective video of everybody who is there to support me 
in my first first drop. Um, and the goal is to just get bigger. But thank you for tuning in to episode four. Hope I answered some of your, you know, some of the questions you have for me. Y'all stay blessed, stay beautiful, and um, peace out.